0: Guess who's Barrick, Barrick, Barrick,
1: back again? This is your fucking interest, so you can banter as much as you goddamn <laughs> want about whatever you want, princess.
0: What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners. I got it right that time. Hell yeah. I am Nate. My co host here is Zach. What up? We are a full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, beginning with A Game of Thrones. And man, what a journey it's been so far.
1: Na, 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 na.
0: Did you write that? That was beautiful. I did. Thank was, you. I think you're a liar. I am. And a fat mouth. Wow. Yep. So, we don't have any new news since we're recording this right after the last one that we recorded. You know? But. Sneaking them back a little peek behind the curtain, as you would say, when you bitch about it every time I do it. Anyway, this week we're going to be reading... This week, yeah, it is weekly, because last episode that they heard was the Season 8, Episode 1 premiere. So, this one will be, what, Ned 4? Ned 4. Ned 4. And so we just finished reading John 3, and John 3 was cool, man. John is
1: good. He arrived at the wall. Did some sparring, some Made training, some friends. Made some weird friends. After he, they were enemies, and then made new enemy. Yeah, made a new enemy from Sir Alistair
0: one So, it's been a harsh reality for Mr. Snow, but it is what it is. So, Barracks being a little obnoxious today, our dog, and so you may hear him a few times throughout the show. We apologize for that, but we just can't shut him up,
1: because... He says what he wants. He rules the house. He does what he wants. There must always be a Stark in Winterfell. That's that's a good point. I guess. Anyway, our buddy Ned is arriving through the bronze doors of the Red Keep. He's sore, he's tired, he's hungry, and he's irritable. It's been a long ride. Upon his arrival...
0: I bet he's got some roids, man. Riding on that horse Jesus. all forever. Would,
1: maybe he's a little chafed. We'll some
0: it. chafing. Just in, in general, he's pretty miserable from traveling uh, for a long time now. At least a couple of months they've been traveling. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a, it's
1: a decent track. But upon his arrival, the King Stewart informs him that Grand Maester Pycelle has, has convened a meeting of the small council and the hand's presence is requested. Uh, Ned believes that tomorrow would be better, but seeing as it's his first day really on the job, he doesn't want to offend anybody, so he says, yeah, just give me a minute to change, cause I'm pretty gross looking. Then he realizes that he doesn't really have any clothes, but, uh, the steward will happily oblige him. Ned is being given Lord Aaron's old chambers in the Tower of the Hand. Uh, he
0: changes and then basically immediately heads straight to this small council meeting. Well,
1: he first tells... Uh,
0: well, yeah, he talks to... Uh, Van Poole, his, his steward, steward, and
1: tells him to see their do- his daughters to their bedchambers yes. and to have Jory keep them there, that Arya specifically is not to go exploring. <laughs> and then, yeah, he... Which I feel is the same kind of thing he would say had
0: Bran not taken a tumble, mm. if Bran was there. And make sure Bran and Arya stay in their rooms. Yeah, They're yeah, not to definitely. go exploring, yeah. Because I just... I feel like this would be Bran's fucking dream. Oh my! Like for climbing, climbing like, everything's connected everything. up top, up, up high, just, like yeah. the bridges and the bridges. Could you imagine sitting up on top of like the Sept of Baelor and like all the different shit?
1: Yeah, Bran would be in his prime. Be cool. So Ned changes and goes into the council chambers, bone tired and dressed in borrowed clothing to find the four, four of the small council members waiting for him.
0: Now, I, I really like this picture that Martin paints for us when he walks into this room. The chamber. He's, of he's used to, you know, his where he's at, where they've got, you know, some, some brush thrown on the ground for their carpeting. And so he walks in this room, and it's lavishly furnished with... Mirish carpets, a large screen with a painting of, like, all sorts of... Hundreds of beasts mm. and animals, I think it said, from the Summer Isles. There's tapestries from Norvos, Kohor, and Lys. There's even a pair of Valyrian sphinxes that have eyes polished of garnet. And, uh... That sounds cool. I want some of those. Yeah, the,
1: the sphinxes are flanking either side of the door as Ned comes in. And it's, yeah, it's just really fancy elaborate room that ned's not used to he's used to the cold rigidity of the north but as he comes in the counselor that ned likes the least sir Varys the eunuch not sir at all Varys the eunuch accosts him the moment he enters and Varys, of course is very sorry to hear about the troubles on the king's road with Arya and his children, and he's, he does
0: almost this this one eighty like it's what he's supposed to do. But fuck, he goes up in a you know. I'm sorry about what happened on the King's Road. We've all been praying for Joffrey. Yeah, and it's like yo, fuck Joffrey.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the way of the land, though. The yeah, prince is always well, that's right, a, yeah. and it says that as he sort of disengages himself, his hand leaves a powder stain on Ned's sleeve.
0: Did you mention, um, I wasn't paying attention, that Ned said that he was the one that... He liked the least. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I really think that's funny and interesting. Sorry, I banged the table.
1: Um, um. He also notes that Vera smells as foul and sweet as flowers on a grave, which, which is a good picture. It's
0: funny because it's... I, I feel like it's well I suppose it could be different smell because he's very much that way but I kind of imagine that it's the same thing that Kat smelled when she encountered mm. him but it's his comparison is different than yeah, hers yeah yeah hers was what like lavender and and something or other whereas his is grave fucking flowers death
1: and flowers yeah but, sweet and horrible
0: now do you think that means that that's any kind of comparison to his sister Liana who died in a bed of Eh, and roses, I, I think and it's roses. mainly.
1: Oh, I mean, maybe maybe Ned recognizes the scent. But, and, well, then that's it. That's uh, it but Ned disengages himself from Varys and crosses the room over to where Renly is speaking with what could only be Littlefinger.
0: Oh, this is the page with the spider blood on it. I was tweeting about because the ice spiders I killed a spider and it squished its guts all over my page. Gross. But yeah, so I, God, I love I love Renly, man. He he cracks me the fuck up. So, yeah, Ned walks up to, as you mentioned, Renly, who's talking to Littlefinger. And he's a little bit shook, like, by how much... Because the last time he saw Renly, he was, like, eight years old. Yeah,
1: Renly was eight when Robert had ro- won his throne. And now that he's
0: grown, he looks just very like he remembers Robert, Robert yeah. growing
1: up. And, it, 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 yeah, it sort of trips Ned out for a minute. Renly greets Ned, and Ned mentions this to him, that you, you look a lot like your brother. And uh, Renly says, a poor imitation, and... Littlefinger puts yes. in that he's better dressed, though. And Ned notices that that's actually very true. Renly is dressed yeah. in some ridiculous
0: clothing. And so he says that Lord Renly spends more on clothing than half of the ladies at the court. And I think, you know, it's a funny line. And it's, it, you know, obviously hinting at Renly's nature. Not that mm. that is important. And he, which I think is great because Renly says, well, there's worse crimes. Mm. You know, the way you dress for one. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was the best jibe, you know, like. Back and forth. I feel like, I feel like Renly would would have made a great king. Like, because he's. It's all right. I feel Because granted, he had that sense of entitlement he shouldn't have. He's not. He had no right to the throne. But had Stannis also lost his claim or died or anything like that. Blasphemy. I agree. I'm, I'm just – this is some Tim Foley shit. But I feel like if he was actually the king
1: and people listened to him, See, my, he would have done good things. I don't – like, he would have done good things. But to me, Joffrey is the polar extreme – like, you have Joffrey at one end of the spectrum. Renly at the complete opposite, but it doesn't make a good king. Renly would be too soft for – the throne, like while while he doesn't need to be Joffrey, it, w- we need a Daenerys where they've got that mixture of so, uh, this bloody would be, ferocity and
0: I feel like in a, in a time of peace he could maintain.
1: Well, peace. like that's the thing is you can't fuck it up. To, like no, nah, fuck Renly. You can't apply. <laughs> no, you can't fucking apply restrictions to your kinghood. Like yeah, Renly would be great at ruling through a time of peace. Who the fuck knows if that's like possible? Like fuck off, Renly. You don't get to dictate like what your terms of your well, rule are going to be. A, you don't know good, when more breaks out. If a good out.
0: king is only as good as his queen... He'd have Loras Tyrell
1: sitting there giving like, him why some good information. I mean, the, and so they'd, it would be a good thing. I, I think it would no, be pretty I, good. I, don't, I don't. I disagree that Renly would be a good <laughs> king. Anywho. Either way, he's
0: still a funny motherfucker. Yeah. So,
1: uh, but then this is when <laughs> Littlefinger is yep. eyeing Ned with a smile so, on his lips. I have to say, this that section... borders on insulin. And I hope
0: you picked up on it, but I feel like you might have missed a little bit. So... Ned responds with a chill in his voice. The sly arrogance of the comment rankled him. I understand you knew my brother Brandon as well. And this is, you know, Ned saying, you know, yeah, fuck yeah. you, dude. Like, my brother you don't you talk about my wife. And so, again, Renly just guffaws at this. And so I love yeah, how Renly comedic- gets chuckle. he gets it. And so Littlefinger says, you know, he did did he says he met him and he left him a little token of his gratitude. But then he says, did Brandon speak of me often? Littlefinger's about to go in on Ned hard right here. And so Ned says, often with some heat. He said uh and it said that Ned was hoping to end it. He had no patience with this game they played, this dueling with words. And so then Littlefinger says, I sh- I should have thought that the heat ill suits you, Starks. Here in the South, they say you are all made of ice and melt when you ride below the neck. If you've seen the movie Wild Wild West, there's a time when Will Smith and the villain, who's legless, start having some back and forth quips. They're a little racist in their tone. And that's what they're doing right here. And Littlefinger ends it with this just uppercut of, last time some Starks came down, your brother was melted by the Mad King you guys don't do well down here because your dad got Mm. melted. You know, and so he's making this direct... Subtle comparison that your brother's your brother was melt
1: burned alive down here. Fuck you, Ned. While like, uh, while still embodying his whole house of the cold yeah, of the stars. Yeah, know. Little fingers on some other level shit. Yeah, it's this verbal sparring where it's it's friendly and it's polite and it's cordial, but it's really fucking not. That's like, brutal, it's brutal undertones. And so Ned kind of gets the last word here telling him that I don't plan to melt anytime soon, Lord Baelish. And he walks away. And ends, yeah, just ends, ends that like, duel and he moves by to the greeting, table and Pisces, Yeah, greets this old. I hate
0: how much respect he has for this fucking.
1: He's built to have. I mean, this 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 whole paragraph is just a big long description of how. Regal and, well, and wise. And, and I'm going to
0: call out the book bu- because Martin points in here a little bit at the bullshit of it, too, though. Mm. And so it's, yeah, it says that, uh, I don't know if you have the physical description. I didn't write that part. I down. just have that
1: he's a bald He's old just man. a bald, whisk, yeah. white whiskers. White whiskered old man. His,
0: his Meister's collar was no simple choker as Lewin's wore, but two dozen heavy chains wound together into a ponderous metal necklace made of every metal known to man. But then it goes on to say that it was also adorned, mm-hmm. and now that doesn't just mean these other, these links that he's got in there. That means he's decorated his collar with emeralds and rubies and garnets, and like not that I'm der- saying there's any kind of magical aspect to it. But this motherfucker who's supposed to be of the Citadel, no, not he's, supposed he's, to take parts, he's taking wealth from to, the yeah, crown drinking, and be- promoting himself. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he's wearing ice. Yo, yeah. Yeah, well, this guy's iced up in this fucking <laughs> joint. He's like, yeah, you, you rickety old motherfucker. You yeah, should be in prison for so embezzlement. Much. Where's Tyrion Lannister? Where is he? He's at the Get wall. Get this motherfucker. We Get know
1: him. It. Yeah, no. Uh, Pycelle's a piece of shit and basically just says that he wants to begin this meeting or he's going to fall asleep.
0: Because he's a little tired. Yeah, because so like, he's
1: fuck a little ti- Yeah. So Ned takes a seat and it's the one that's next to the king's emptied embroidered chair. And this is when Ferris sort of gives him the, we serve at your pleasure, Lord Stark, spiel. And as everyone sits down, it really strikes Ned that he doesn't belong here in this room with these men. And he remembers Robert saying that yeah. I'm surrounded by flatterers and fools. And Ned looks around and he begins wondering which are the flatterers and which are the fools. But then
0: even he at that point is like, you know what, I think I know.
1: I- so who is it? So who are the flatterers and who are the fools? No, at I don't the think table. it's as as easy I only, to. I only, I I think one, I, think, I, think, there's, I think there's only one fool, and I think it's Renly. Yes, I think I the agree. rest are flatterers. I, I think the rest are all good at like flatterers. I, that, and I obviously I don't think that Martin intends it to be broken down, but like I think yeah. simplistically, Renly plays the fool, and the rest. I mean, Pycelle grovels. Epitome. Varys grovels. Baelish grovels when needed like they all are willing to take their crow when the time comes right. and they're flatterers you know my prince my fool. king we lit candles at the sept for Joffrey's fucking stupid little wound he took in your scrap like so I just I thought that was a fun little yeah yeah who's who but so Ned
0: wanted to wait for uh he's you know there's only five of us yes. here there's not everybody the king isn't here and Maybe we should wait. Littlefinger mentions, you know, it's, or they all start mentioning, really. Barris kind of
1: breaks it down that Stannis left for Dragonstone, and Barris is probably no doubt with the king Barry. escorting him. Jesus. And Ned suggests that they wait, and Renly kind of laughs and says, then we'll be in for a really long sit because the king don't attend these shits. He's,
0: he leaves a lot of the small things, the, the coins and the farming and some of the justice to the small council. Which I mean, it's instead. a bullshit
1: way of saying Robert's a shitty king. He doesn't have any interest in the managing yeah. of, his, of the shit. But Renly says he does give us commands from time to time, and he pulls a rolled paper from his sleeve and hands it down to Ned and it bears the unbroken royal seal and dead it. now
0: which that means uh Renly already knows what it says. Yes, because Ned reads it and he start he's looking at it. in disbelief. Well, I
1: mean, honestly, like, do you think this is any surprise? This is Robert. Absolutely no. Absolutely, like, I think everyone. Expected. I think that they
0: could have guessed it anyway. Yeah. yes, absolutely. So
1: Ned reads the letter with mounting belief, and uh, yeah, at this point at the table, you have to believe everybody already knows what the fuck it says. They want to, he Robert wants a tournament for the hand of the king because that's the way Robert is, and it's going to be expensive. They
0: kind of talk about how much it's going. And to And Ned cost, Ned thinks to himself,
1: "Was there no end to Robert's folly? Yes. Like, is this dude ever done?" making a goon of himself. And Renly announces before Red, uh, Ned even sort of hands around the letter that Robert wants a tournament in honor of Ned's right. appointment. And so I've real quick, I just got We got 40,000 to the champion, 20,000 to the second-place champion, 20,000 to the melee winner, and 10,000 to the top archer. Ninety thousand total, plus food, drink, and entertainment that they all sort of yes. break down and start talking about.
0: Which is when they drop the news that the the crown, you know, and first Ned thinks it's just a three million in debt, but it turns out is six well, million. Well, Littlefinger sort least.
1: of just, just sort of drops bombs here. He first reveals one treasury's empty, bro. Like crown ain't got this yet, There's and has there. been for years. And they already yeah they owe Lord Tywin Lannister three million dragons. Uh, so what's another hundred thousand? And this is when Ned is like, oh shit, like. The crown is more than six million in debt, and that's when three million or more than yeah, three million. And that's and, and when Littlefinger and no, is like, 6 no, million. we're 6 million because we
0: also owe money to the, uh, to Lord Tyrell, to the Iron Bank of Braavos, Some and Tyroshi now merchants. even the the High Septon, the Faith, yeah, the they've faith. gone to to get money, and he's he's a haggler, man. He's Which parking back
1: to what you just said, I mean, the Faith dealing in the in the gold and everything, like Grandmaster Pycelle is a right. great uh, view of that, and so. Ned's angrily just shocked. Well, like, he Wait. says Ares left an over Aerys Targaryen left an overflowing treasury. How could you let this happen?
0: John Aaron would John not allow. Not, this. Yeah, John
1: Arryn would not let Robert just. And that's when they're the like, kingdom.
0: Yo, you don't understand. Like John did. He was yeah, he crude. was wise. He yeah. tried. But Robert, Robert doesn't listen to wise counsel. Nah, he is, likes
1: his parties and his tournaments and his feasts, and he hates counting coppers, as Which is exactly
0: it. what he is. He's a bad king who just wants to, to you Party know, and drink yeah, and fuck. Yeah, he wants to Hell have yeah, a fraternity bro. party yeah, for life. Yeah, he's the f- frat
1: bro Westeros as king. It's just a shit show. So Ned says he's going to speak to Robert about this, and Renly says, well, you can talk all you want, but we should probably still make the plans. And Ned kind of snaps at him here, but then thinks to himself that he has to remember he's not in Winterfell. And where he's sort of coming from an elevated station here, he was but a first among equals basically saying, yeah, he's the hand of the King, but they are all
0: on the same at level. The same, as none
1: is. of them are the King at this point. Like they're all sort of serving Robert. And so Ned calls a halt to the meeting and says that they'll discuss it on the morrow and just kind of takes he his lead. Yeah, yeah. Just, just done. done. That's it. And he heads outside and outside people are still coming through the gates. It's this huge thing. And we learn that since the trouble on the King's Road with the children, the Starks and their whole household have been riding well ahead. Have ridden the, well ahead of the royal host. Mm-hmm.
0: And we've barely seen anything of Robert. He's been drunk in his wheelhouse since
1: then. Well, that's basically. like rumors have it. That, yeah, right, he's right. in. He's been at the back in his so, wheelhouse. And just yeah, drunk. so
0: he's. It says outside amidst the chaos of mud and horse flesh and shouting men. Ned just kind of starts dreading the arrival of Robert. He's not yeah. looking forward to it. Now, I like that they – because soon here uh, Littlefinger is going to surprise motherfucker him and guide him somewhere else. Yeah. But I like that they use, they're use mentioning chaos as Already. right before uh, Peter finger. shows up. Yeah, Littlefinger. That's yeah, funny. so
1: Ned is, dread- like you said, dreading the king. He thinks that the king could only be a couple hours behind, but it's still too soon for Ned's liking. And then it says that Ned only had to look at Sansa's face to feel the rage twist within him again. The, uh, he's thinking of the wolf and what, basically, they, he had to do to Lady and what it's done to the girls. And the last trek of their journey had been misery. Sansa blamed Arya and said it should have been Nymeria who died. And Arya was completely lost when she heard what happened to the butcher's boy. So Arya... And I really like that description. Arya was lost when she heard what happened to Micah. and but she like, broods constantly over. She's gonna, yeah. she like she's this little kid. She's gonna obviously blame herself. She asked him to be there, so like yeah, you know Sansa's, Sansa's mourning for the loss of her, her wolf, her her pet. Like that's entirely tragic. But Arya's mourning the loss of her friend, like a human being. So it's this weird comparison between the two. But Sansa cried. Uh, Ned says Sansa cried herself to sleep. Arya brooded silently all day long, and Eddard Stark dreamed of a frozen hell reserved for the Starks of Winterfell. Yo. what? What is... Do you think with the, the old b- kings of Winterfell and their crypts and everything, maybe that's part of the lore as well, is that the unworthy go to well, some sort of frozen hell?
0: He. It says that he dreamed of a frozen hell like reserved for the heart for Star- of winter. What do? What is it that he... Is expecting that to be because that doesn't seem like something that we've ever heard or hear about. Yeah, no, you know, it sounds it's, like
1: it's a, like almost like a folktale. It's of, like, like he's a, for he's aware
0: of like this thing that the the lords of Winterfell are supposed to serve in the other. You know.
1: Yeah, like, it, that's a, it's such an interesting. It? Thing. I don't know if And maybe, so that's it. I don't know
0: if it just it's if it's just referring to the the crypts. Yeah. Maybe that's the frozen hell. It's just being a, immortalized in stone in the crypts of Winterfell forever. But regardless yeah. from there he starts kind of He heads into off. yeah, he heads and into the And he gets a uh, ways off. Yeah, he heads
1: know? like through the inner bailey towards and, the,
0: trying to find where he thinks the
1: Tower of the Hand Yeah, is. and he Littlefinger suddenly appears in front of him from nowhere and says that he's going the wrong way and then he says follow me. So Ned hesitantly does and is led through this just winding route through courtyards and all up and down stairs and through this deserted corridor with uh, empty suits of armor along the walls that Ned notes are Targaryen, they're black steel with dragons cresting their helms. And at this point, Ned knows that this is not the way to his chambers. <laughs> yeah, and Littlefinger <laughs> <laughs> jokes. I'm date rape well, Littlefinger Little jokes. No, like I'm taking you to the dungeons. I'm gonna slit your throat, and then I'm gonna seal your body up in a wall. Like ha 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 ha. And it's like, all right, Littlefinger, chill. Like, yeah, no shit. Sure. That's like you know, getting a girl home for the first time, and you just like turn and lock the door, and you're like, ha. Like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like fuck, chill, Littlefinger. So. uh... He tells him, Your wife awaits. And Ned is immediately suspicious and asks him, What game are you playing? Cats at Winterfell. And this is when Littlefinger gives him a little O. Oh. And Ned notices his ah, gray green eyes are glittering with amusement. And he tells him, For the last time, come or don't. Uh, he said, Yeah, for the last time, come or don't. And I'll keep her for myself, he tells Ned. And oh, like that's fuck. just savage. Yeah, like, man, the fact that he's willing to say that right to Ned Stark's face. And yeah. so Ned says that, like like, thinking that he has no taste for these intrigues. But the more times he spends time he spends with him, the more he's realizing that they are the meat and mead for a man like Littlefinger. Littlefinger revels in this shit. Yeah,
0: this sneaky and little. Really, fucking...
1: very few people do it better than him. And but they uh, they come up to a door, and Littlefinger opens the bar and lifts the bar, opens the door, Jester Ned through. And they're out on this rocky bluff high above the river. And Ned says, we're outside the castle. And Littlefinger says, you are a hard man to fool, Stark. Was it the sun that gave it away or the sky? And now this is when I wanted to get into, I think this is, like, the perfect caricature painting of Littlefinger. Because we're told, like, basically that he's really likable. But he's one of the most dangerous men in Westeros, and that's like epitomized here, where he's japing with the, all these people throughout this chapter. But he's saying some of the most dangerous, deadly yeah, shit. He's he's toeing the line. Everything with stuff that yet, like, he's talking about, he is not. It's not shit to be easily trifled. Yeah, yeah trifled and like, spoken about. Even like Brandon and Liana, like that's harsh shit for Ned. Like Catelyn, the way he's talking about his wife and
0: children, like he's like some lame rapper talking about Eminem's daughter. Like, he just sits there and calls out whatever the fuck he wants. Shots fired, machine gun (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, no, it, it, like, I think it really paints who he is, that he's so willing to toe this line just dangerously with these little quips and comments, but he tells Ned to continue following him, and then it says, uh, with that, he was over the side of the cliff descending as quick as a monkey. Like, so he's spry. I immediately thought of Bran. Little, oh, like yeah. the one how quick he can move yeah he was
0: referred to as a monkey before in one of his chapters yeah, yeah. already
1: like the, it, it was just for some reason i just immediately flashed to brain that there's huh. this interesting yeah just kind of comparison to that that like mm-hmm. so yeah
0: ned takes a bit of time to get down the yeah, hill yeah that takes a lot when he gets down lot, there up, uh, yeah. you know stupid ass little fingers yeah, I'm he's, eating re- my he's apple. relaxing on a
1: rock yeah eating an apple which someone's down to the core and, and everyone I, again, always talks about the fruit. Here and... I thought of the peach. Yeah, Renly's yeah. peach. And just, you know, it's supposed to, I think, represent the enjoying life. But here I think it's ironic. And he tells Ned that you're growing old and slow, Stark. But no worry, we ride from here. And there are two horses waiting for him. So they trot out, and then they enter the city again. And Baelish stops them in front of this shoddy three-story building That's they can hear laughter and music coming. Littlefinger's like, so... Here's your
0: wife. Here's and your Ned's wife. Like you motherfucker. Yeah, they're at a problem. So do you think and I, I know we don't try to do this often, I feel like this here scene in the book was partial inspiration for D and D, uh the HBO series producers uh inspiration for Jon Snow pinning Littlefinger in the crypts. Well, Ned straight up does this. Well in and season it, one. also in the So like,
1: yeah, I think it was a call a direct callback. All over, all the way. Easy um, question. Check. Done. Suck a dick. So, yeah, Ned's pissed, and he, oh, yeah, he grabs him and puts the dagger under his chin, and that's when someone calls out to him, he, he speaks the truth, my lord, no, and Ned turns, and it takes him a minute, but this is Sir Roderick, and Ned is just completely flabbergasted at this point. He sheathes his blade, they go inside, and they enter this big cro- uh, common room where, the, it, it's a whorehouse, yeah. A ton of stuff. hot sexual stuff is happening. x X-rated. And uh, no one really takes note of Ned, uh, Ned. So they go upstairs. They go to the third floor, and Catelyn is inside, and she cries out when she sees him, and she embraces him fiercely. And Littlefinger closes the door and says, "Oh, good, you recognized her. Still just <laughs> being a fucking shit." And she asks about the girls, and Ned. Oh, yeah, okay, she, you know. she
0: mentions that no, uh, in a second. She mentions how she's aware of what happened with the girls on the Yeah, road Littlefinger's, Littlefinger's been giving then. her
1: reports, and she asks about the girls, and Ned says they're good. Both are mourning and full of anger.
0: Yeah, and then he kind of questions if it's about Bran. Like, yeah, oh, why are you why he, here? Why are you here? What's, what's happening? On? Yeah, he goes and into she this. Sa-
1: she says it is Bran, but it's not what you think it is mm-hmm. about Bran. Yeah, he, he even asks, like, where are we? And Littlefinger explains, can you think of a less likely place to look for Catelyn Tully? in a brothel like I've kind of thought this out and then he says and since I own the place it's been pretty easy to make the arrangements so don't you worry about it and this is when Ned notices her hands as well and he starts freaking out about that you know how did this happen what happened and she presents him the dagger and then she just lays it all out here you know everything from the, the fire in the library tower to her journey to King's yes. Landing and Littlefinger. And Ned is blown away. And his first thought yes. is that Wolf's, Brand's wolf saved his life. And then he thinks on John saying, Your children were meant to have these pups. And yeah, then he it was goes thinking about how he
0: just killed Lady. It gets so, dark quick. Yeah,
1: and he says, and he just killed Sansa's. And then he thinks, if the gods sent them, what folly has he committed? Yo, like he. And so I was really
0: wondering if this has anything to do again with that—that that cold, frozen hell reserved for Starks. Like, oh yeah, they yeah, yeah, sent yeah. these wolves, and I just killed this one. He—he he was getting this overwhelming feeling, but he couldn't tell if it was guilt or fear. fear yeah. Fear of the gods' wrath for interrupting their plans of these, these, you know, these vessels they sent to assist the, the stars. Yeah, and then like, Starks going through some shit. shit and so he man. slams
1: the dagger down on the table trying to bring his thoughts back to Bran, and he thinks, why would Tyrion want Bran dead? He has no reason. Bran's never wronged him. And he starts pacing, and he starts thinking about the Queen, if the Queen knows, and he starts thinking about Robert, and he... Refuses to believe that Robert has any knowledge, and then kind of realizes how easy. It but was then for reali- Robert, the Targaryen children, send hired and knives hired blades after, after Daenerys, children, yeah. and even the Butcher's boy. The way when Michael was brought back, the king had nothing to say about the Butcher's boy. This innocent, truly, who which is the have been real, healed.
0: the real, what the real trial should have been about. Definitely was the fact that this boy was murdered while Joffrey's arm was.
1: Yeah. Like, seriously? It says he could still hear uh, Sansa pleading, as Lyanna had pleaded once. Promise me. Now, no. I think that that's going to be a
0: big foreshadowing for bringing up... Um Rhaegar, here in another few
1: chapters, mm. subtly, that they mention Liana and now they're going to follow Martin specifically mentioned. Liana pleading. Yes, but Littlefinger says it's likely <sighs> that Robert doesn't know, and he says Robert is practiced at closing his eyes to things he would rather not see. And actually, I misspoke. This is when Ned thinks of the butcher's boy because he has no reply to what Littlefinger says, and he thinks of Micah being brought back and how Robert had nothing to say about it. Yeah, but. Littlefinger says this accusation in it's of itself is treason. We could be killed for even discussing this. You know, you can't just present this shit. Yada yada yada. We need proof. Uh, this dagger is not proof alone. Yeah. Like then and that kind of says, "Like we have the dagger." And, and Littlefinger mentions shuts it down, tossing like, it into
0: the water. Yeah, forget about and it. And I feel like that's just him boasting. You know, oh yeah, just get rid of it. That's because that's what he has right now as the the spur for. Starting the the War of the Five Kings. Well, I mean,
1: his logic is also pretty sound because he's sort of doing the same thing. He tells him that the imp will turn it on you and say that the dagger was stolen from Winterfell, which was pretty much what happened. And with it, the it assassin stolen, not like, being alive, there's no one to counter. Y- or yeah, exactly. That. So Ned can't forget it, and he will not. And he tells Littlefinger that I am Lord Stark of Winterfell. You know, my son was attacked and. Yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to let this go. Littlefinger really doesn't give a shit what Ned thinks. And they kind of have this little back and forth again. But he says, I will try to keep you alive for Catelyn's sake. I, I've never been able to refuse her anything. And that's when Catelyn tells us that she told Peter everything about their suspicions about Lysa and John Aaron. Which, I mean, like, do you imagine that he got a boner there? Because I imagine that he got a boner there. Because yeah. that was his plot. And she's just feeding it right, like we're believing they, like, everything. That that's it, saying. man. Everything like, that she, you told us, I'm eating. She, up. Yeah, she is just groveling and like buying it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine for a man like Littlefinger, that the desk grows a couple inches, even though he's standing, because like yeah, exactly it's just going perfectly wants. for him. It's so perfect, but. So, yeah, Catelyn says that she... And Ned. Ned's not a fan of that either, but he realizes that they're going to need the help here. King's Landing is much too yes. big a beast for him to try to tackle on his own. But then Ned thinks that this is not the first time he's been forced
0: to make common cause with a man he despised. Mm. I think that's the Rhaegar. Rhaegar. And Absolutely. so it's him saying you know when i first was heading into that tower i was ready to kill him i hated everything uh, yeah, that i that was going to gut for. him from
1: balls to brain
0: but then to immediately be forced to see the other side of things yeah. there was no there was no rape, rape it was love it that was that he was forced to and
1: if they that's a, that's what i love the most about how tragic that whole situation you know Rhaegar and leana couldn't really have announced that they were in love like and so it can be love. Like, they're you know, like, they, they could not have announced it and then had a happily ever after because that's just the way politics works. Like, Rhaegar wouldn't have been able to really leave Elia publicly. Liana was betrothed to... Well, especially
0: because it's going to affect the Dorn relationship. Well, that's, Shaya, that's what I mean. They, to, so if they yeah. went
1: about it publicly, there is no way it would have ended well. So, like, they had to do it and see. And it just, it's so... Story-wise, yeah, like story it's just... Like fucking perfect, the way it all kind of falls into line. Yeah, it's brilliant writing. Yeah, it's just the way he does so it. again, it just so, Ned asks yeah. about Um Varys and whether what wh- what Varys knows. Which,
0: assuming the way she she wa- worked with Littlefinger, she has to immediately say he knows everything. But not because of me.
1: Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. Yeah, you you didn't marry a fool, in Lord's. Well, time, you she told says, which I like. Yeah, I think but, it's funny. Well, she, they're both they're both playing the fool. Well, here. that's it. Absolutely. Definitely. So like she she which believed. calls
0: back to his who's the fools and flatterers. And, and well, you're definitely. also one of the fools. Ned's here. playing the fool definitely, here because he Katlin. he won't flatter. He's no, not that kind. I, of absolutely. Kind. That's it. So that's what's funny is when we're thinking about it. We're seeing it from his point of view, forgetting that he falls into that category. But
1: Littlefinger speaks up here and says, don't worry about Varys. Like, I've got basically his balls in my hand, if you will, and uh, I-, I can handle him. Yeah, Cat's no convinced
0: worries. that he's, like, using dark arts and shit. Yeah, like... she
1: she doesn't trust Varys at all. But Ned starts thinking on the Lannisters and the way the Queen was so satisfied about Lady and finding that they had another wolf they could kill, and John Arryn in The Butcher's Boy, and Bran's Fall and the Mad King dying in a pool of his own blood at the foot of the throne. And it's just, he, he's just getting these ominous feet, like, there's something afoot. There's a lot yeah. of moving parts So, here. yeah, but
0: so Littlefinger had mentioned that he, uh, you don't have to worry about Varys because he has his balls, if he actually had any, in the palm of his hand. Yeah. Um, but then he goes on to say, am I jumping ahead? No. Where he says that he's... If that pie is opened, the little birds will sing, mm. and Varus
1: will not like that.
0: Do you, do you think he has any substance? I think he's boasting. Boasting 100 yeah.
1: percent. I I don't. I think he might have some small thing on Varus that he thinks is large.
0: It, it sounds like I I almost feel like Martin's using that little birds singing, you know, thing because that's that's what Varus says. Yeah. And so Littlefinger's like, if I use that and claim, you know, oh well, if that opens up, then Everything is going to break down for him when yeah, really yeah. he has no way of No, yeah, that. I think
1: Palish is full of shit here, just sort of trying to... try to keep them on track yeah. for his
0: his gain instead of... But
1: Ned block. says that he would like Cat to return to Winterfell to sort of strengthen their position there, and Cat says she had hoped to see the girls before she left, but both Ned and Littlefinger agree and that this isn't is a good idea. On board and she gets it, why. yeah, and so Littlefinger is going to leave to give them a minute to say goodbye. And Catelyn runs over and thanks him and trusts him as a brother. Owner number two. And uh, Ned even says, you have my thanks, which Littlefinger replies with, oh, there's a treasure. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, So he leaves, and this is when Nat tells Catelyn to go back to Winterfell and gather Hellman Tallheart, and Galbert Glover. And they're to take 200- 100 men each. 200 each, bowmen
0: each. No, 100, to total 200. Oh, okay, 200. So
1: 200 bowmen to uh, fortify Moat Kalen. And then Lord Manderley is to shore up and strengthen defenses at White Harbor. Yeah, Ned is prepping repair. for war. Yeah, here.
0: he's he's aware that like this could lead to some serious implications. He also then goes on to say, from this point on. He wants a strong watch kept on Theon Greyjoy. Fucking now, fucking. what sucks though is that it's not because he thinks Theon is going no, to do anything. No, they have need of his father. They want to sleep. make sure he's not going to get snatched up and mm-hmm. be able to used as a uh, uh, hostage for somebody else. And so he wants to keep him there. Yeah, and wow. so
1: the the word war sort of scares Catelyn. And, freaks her right. And out. Ned immediately is like, you know, I I don't think it will come to that, but we need to be prepared first. He has to play out this fool's masquerade as the way he's supposed to. He thinks he's sort of got a take on what's happening here, and that is just so far lost. So like we're we're seeing him trying to try to scramble up the side of this cliff like with just no footing to he thinks he's ahead and he really isn't. And it says that if he finds out that the Lannisters killed John Aaron, if 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 and Catelyn says, Alright, so yeah, what if? And he says, Well, if I find proof, then I take it to Robert. And this is how he sort of closes out the chapter. He says, I'll take it to Robert, and I have to pray that he is the man I think he is and not the man I fear he's become. And that's where we leave Ned. I don't even think that it's a matter of if Robert's the ma- It's just Ned. He is there. He's at that like, point. Proof of He wants proof of John Aaron's death. Because he thinks it has something to do with the Lannisters, like he's not even thinking of heritage at this point. Right, and Inset. right. He's like so early, he's into so it. far off the ball. Like the Lannisters have nothing to do with Jon Arryn. He, the man is right in front of you, like, and you think that you're aware that there's a masquerade, a fool's masquerade going on, and you have to play it out the way you're expected to. Like you, you already are, and. In a way where you think you're reacting in yeah, being led on. So yeah, easily. Ned is so naively playing the game. Well, of it doesn't here. help that C- Catelyn kind of threw a cork in the whole thing anyway. By yeah, well, she's into it. she's certainly not helping being there and trusting Littlefinger immediately. Well, and even. that's
0: it because she's the one that's provided a lot, like just by being there. Yeah, has provided you know confirmation that they're buying into Littlefinger's theory that he's or story that he's sent up with Lysa. He, she's, you know already under the impression that it's the Lannisters so he's able to sway her that much more just because of his pull in the city and how he was able to be the first one to speak to her when she arrives and gather all this information it's like you know it's like the cops sneaking going into an interrogation before the lawyer shows up, and mm. he's able to get all this extra stuff that you shouldn't be saying before you have a chance to speak with the legal representative. Yeah, yeah, she didn't even and have just, the lay of the land before Littlefinger was to immediately trust him, even as not that they trust him. But to trust him as much as they already do. I mean, she do. told
1: him everything about Lysa and John Arryn. Everything. Like, like if everything. She, if he just went to Queen Cersei with that, like, that alone is enough for some suspicious activity. Yeah, done. I'm sure Lysa's done, you know? Like, there you go. So, uh, inductee, you got one? I got one. Mine's going to King Robert for just saying, like, fuck this shit, I'm getting drunk. And then for not showing up to the council meeting and riding around with Barristan and just... You know, probably talking about making the eight and shit. Making like, the eight. They're having That's a good right. time, so. Barry's the boss. Um, uh. like, like, I feel you, Robert. I wouldn't want to be engaged in this bullshit either. This is, a lot of, this is a lot of tomfoolery going on, so you are surrounded by fools and flatterers, and so I don't blame you for just kind of wanting to get drunk in your wheelhouse, especially after your kid just had a huge confrontation with your besties kid, and now your wife is pissed and shit's shitty, so. Get drunk in that wheelhouse and bring some of it over here to the Brotherhood for the Lord.
0: week. So I think this week, um, I, as much as the, the dumb stuff I was saying was caused by her, I'm going to bring Lady Stoneheart in a little early. Because after all the shit, you know, her betrothed, Brandon, who she really wanted to be with, is, you know, killed by melting below the neck. Anyway... Uh, I forget where I was saying. I'm trailing off here and forgetting where I was going with this. After all that shit, she still, you can see how much she cares for Ned. How much she's fallen for him. And she truly does love Ned Mm. now. And she's comforted by him. you know, she got there and she is looking out for the best. In in all ways, she really is exactly like Cersei. Everything she's doing is for her children. Mm. She's doing it in a you know, much more calculated way than Cersei. Well, not more calculated because they're both very calculated, but in just a more morally correct in her mind. Yeah. Way, yeah. A very Northern way. Yeah. She's, you know, not just doing too subtle a stuff, so but Catelyn
1: believes in honor. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. She's got much more honor in the mm. way she's going about it. And so to go to the length, she is for, for Bran and to assist her husband. And now she plans on going and helping him raise banners and stuff. Yeah. You know, she's going to do her duty. That's her plan. Sure, Tyrion coming across her path doesn't really help things there. Yeah, but, you know that was her intentions, and I have no doubt that she would have done that the second she arrived in Winterfell had this not occurred and forced her to go. Yeah, to the no, vale I mean,
1: and... besides for her her catatonic moment with Bran, Catelyn handles some shit here in the first book. So yeah. yeah, I so I'm gonna bring Catelyn in. Catelyn, this, where? this chapter? What up? So I like Write it.
0: to us. Let us know who you would like to induct into the Brotherhood for this chapter. Yeah. We really enjoyed reading this one a lot. Yeah, know. this is it a, was good a really chapter. good one. Next is going to be Tyrion, what? Three. Holt, three, Three. three. Cool. So, up at the wall again. If you're rereading, he's going to be up at the Bring wall. Bring your parka. We just had some John action up it's at the get wall, cold. so now we'll see what's happening Burr. from the, the lower height level of the wall point of views. Uh, after that is what? Aria 2, I think. Nice, yeah. And so, you know, if you're rereading. Let us know if you have any thoughts. We're getting or questions in it, guys. We're getting stuff. in it. It's getting deep. Deep as fuck. So,
1: anyway, yeah, you can hit us up on all our social medias. Um, we have our Twitter, which is at Manners Without, our Facebook, slash Brotherhood Podcast. You can hit us up on Instagram at Brotherhood Without. You can also find us on iTunes and Spotify. The Gmail,
0: Without Manners Brotherhood, at gmail.com. And. Of course, our Patreon, patreon.com, slash without manners. We appreciate everyone of you guys listening, and writing into us. We're having a blasty still. Um, so yeah,
1: hit yeah. us up. We're pretty, we're pretty good into book one, um, and it's just the story's getting more and more and more and more and more and more deep and exciting and riveting. And uh, we're excited to continue forth. So join us, one of us. Truth. Google gobble, Google gobble, Google gobble. I know. So, All right. I said it.
0: Anyway, we'll catch you on the next one, guys. Valor de Harris.
1: Peace. <laughs>